This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add songs from Spotify directly into your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everyone. I'm Lexi, your host of the At Lexi podcast. And today I'm coming to you semi-live from New York City beautiful winter we're having sort of oh do you hear a cat i'm currently cat sitting right now for my beloved friend charlotte she's currently moving to be my neighbor which is amazing and i get to reap the benefits of having a cat in my apartment for two days having a cat here has been so nice personally my mental health has been all over the place between you and me, <laughs> I will tell you that I've recorded three different episodes in between New Year, New Nothing and this one because last week I was in such a bad headspace and I thought maybe this could be a great opportunity, something like really cathartic where I just let it out, everything that I've been thinking and I haven't even listened to it back but I remember what I was saying and it almost felt irresponsible to let that episode live i just don't think it was thoughtful enough it was too 
train of thought based and it could have done more harm than good. And then I recorded another one, giving it a little shot, trying to give the positives. I don't need to go into this. Anyway, I gave it two more shots and they didn't really come to anything. So here we are now today feeling good-ish. Feeling, I feel fine. 2021, 2020, I can say this all the time. It's no fun. I'm straight up not having a good time and it feels like I either live like a subpar life or I just decide to be utterly selfish and go do whatever I want. Trust me, I would love to be in Mexico right now. Trust me, I would. And then everyone else is either, I don't know why they're living in their ignorant bliss or selfish bliss or they're just trying to be smart and considerate and sort of miserable. So where do we go from here? Um, all I'm telling myself is the vaccine is coming soon enough and there is light at the end of the tunnel. I just have to persevere. But trust me, there's just been some dry spells where days pass and especially living in New York where the winter is in full force and a lot of winter is left to come. Spring is not around the corner and just having to sit in my apartment for days on end. And I'm such a rambunctious person. I have so much energy and when I'm left with so much energy that goes stale i either use it in self-destructive ways or i just completely withdraw and i sleep in really late and i go to bed really early and i take multiple naps during the day in some ways it's sort of just like a bear hibernating but in other ways it's also called depression but last week I was on the opposite end of the spectrum that I rarely visit. This is one of the only times I can recall feeling anxious. And that was horrible. I feel for all of you on this side of the spectrum. It was unfamiliar. I was off and out of tune, but if I'm off and out of tune in the mental health direction that I'm familiar with, I have like my coping strategies, but I did not feel withdrawn. I felt too too aware. I knew I was too here and it started manifesting in really strange ways. Trigger warning if talking about food and weight is is um, something you're struggling with right now, skip ahead a few minutes just to be safe. I don't want to regress any progress that you're currently having. I have a great relationship with food. I feel like I'm one of the few and even last week that was how it was manifesting. I decided I'm going to lose weight. That's what I'm going to do probably because I had nothing else to think about and I was like great this is something I can control, right? Because isn't that the root of a lot of eating disorders? It's a sense of control. So I posted on my Instagram story this shocked face with the caption, my realizing if I want to lose weight, that means I have to make a change in my lifestyle face. People were giggling. I got like a lot of like funny responses being like, me, that's so me. And then I even continued the thought, how am I going to lose weight? Because I like my lifestyle. I, I like what I eat. I like how often I move. Well, I don't actually like how often I move because... I'm not moving as often as I would like to because of the weather. I love fresh air. I like time outside. You can be outside if you dress appropriately, but it's not that easy to run when you're like a giant marshmallow. You know, too many layers. Kind of tricky. Not impossible. Anyway, I started thinking of other like weight loss tricks and things like that. And if you guys remember in one of my, I think it was my last episode where I was going through the No Nuance November list, I said that I think the productivity industry is so cringy and I kind of think the weight loss industry is also so cringy. If I was gonna get healthy or well I am healthy that was the problem. There was no need for me to lose weight. Actually you know what made me spiral into that decision I think. I got a PR package 
and it had some workout sets in it and I've gotten workout sets from this brand before and I love them however they sent me a smaller size than usual and I tried it on and it did not fit and I I did not take it well because I was already spiraling and that just took me even deeper it was not not great looking at my body and feeling repulsive because I was falling out of this outfit. I should have given myself a little bit of grace. It wasn't my size. You know, I couldn't think of that at the time. I couldn't realize that at the time. I always say this to myself. It doesn't make any sense, but when I'm in the dark, I have tunnel vision. I can't can't remember the light. And then when I'm in the light, I can't even remember what it's like to be in the dark. It's a little bit frustrating in any sort of recovery. I'm like, that's so easy. Life can be so simple. It doesn't have to be so complicated. I don't have to be so hard on myself. And then when I'm hard on myself, I'm like, how how can I be any other way? This is the only way to be. And that's just absolutely not true. So you're probably wondering, okay, what did you do? Are you just going to keep complaining about how horrible you felt last week? Um, I went to the woods, okay? One of our family friends has a house in the Poconos with gigantic trees all around it. And there was no service, no Wi-Fi. It's like, John... I don't have service, FYI, two days without service, no Wi-Fi. He's like, so how um, how am I going to know that you made it safely? I said, I'm supposed to be back Sunday evening. If I'm not back Sunday evening, call for help. I ended up having one bar when I was about 10 minutes out, able to send a text saying I'm very close. It was great. My God, the association with poor mental health and phone screen time i think they're really related but i also think that high screen time can make it so much worse we know this this is not new information just a friendly reminder and having really no nothing to do on my phone besides the camera was great for me my screen time was 20 minutes beautiful when i'm in new york when i'm in the city oof i just got a notification my screen time was something like seven hours disgusting of course we have to add facetimes and things like that into the consideration but my god it's still whatever i it's way worse than i'd like it to be and having two days off i already felt more at peace with myself a little bit more clear-headed to that i would advise everyone to try to get a little less screen time but how my tips are i have a lot of fun running quick errands without my phone leaving it at home I think step one is learning how to be comfortable without your phone in arm's reach. Not having it by your side all the time. When you're watching TV, why do you also need to have your phone by your side? Throw it in your bedroom while you're in the living room or throw it in the living room while you're in your bedroom. And I think a lot of people who have a five, 10 hour screen time say to themselves one day, all right, I'm going to only allow myself to be on my phone for one hour. Okay, well, that's really aggressive, right? (laughs) How are you supposed to go from five, ten hours to just one, why don't you try something more simple, something a little bit more achievable? Like, I'm going to try to go one hour in the middle of the day without my phone. I'm going to turn it off from 1 to 2 p.m., something like that. You know, you can decide the time, whatever works for your schedule. Some people don't like being on their phone first thing in the morning. I oftentimes don't even sleep with my phone in the same room, and that's great. I'm also definitely one of the friends that is on, like, will leave their phone a lot and people don't truly get it but the more comfortable you get with not having your phone by your side the easier it is to not be on your phone all the time trust me when I'm always having it in my pocket or on my lap or really close to me and I have notifications on 
yikes it's it's no bueno so little adjustments like that aim for an hour off your phone run to the post office without your phone run to the bodega without your phone go get gas without your phone and then fresh air obviously having two days just in the woods was beautiful for the soul being around the trees i've said this before sometimes you just need to walk around the block and it seems stupid because there's nothing to do there's no destination but trust me, it, it works like a charm. It works every single time. I think we should take a breath because I need one. I think I've been talking a lot without breathing. And that's always nice when I'm editing because I get to hear the breath again. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm getting a little bit better at editing. I don't know if anyone's noticed. I don't have... I, I know how to take like loud sounds that occur. I know people say they like the New York City street noise. But sometimes it's just overwhelming and it, it's distracting. You can still hear a little bit of cars, right? not horrible let's take a breath breathe in breathe out one more breathe in breathe out the marines use this four 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 technique breathe in for four hold for four breathe out for four that's been really great i do that before bed sometimes Dealing with stress is so fun. You know what else I've been doing to deal with stress? Magnesium. I have these little like de-stress magnesium drinks. It's like a powder that I mix in water. So nice. One's called Calm. It's like in a giant tub that my dad got me that I've been listening to the CMOS girlies podcast. It's called What the Fuck is CMOS? It's a researched wellness podcast with a little bit of humor. Kate, I follow her on Instagram. We're like little Instagram friends. If you're looking for a wellness podcast, I highly recommend. I've been really listening to it a lot lately. And they were mentioning magnesium. And I've been getting into taking magnesium myself because it helps you deal with stress. It helps with quality of sleep. So I have two little like tablets that I take in the evening as well as a calm drink that I take as needed, which lately has been more often than not. I've sort of replaced my afternoon coffee with an afternoon de-stress drink because in normal life this time last year I would have wanted an extra boost to keep me up and going all night that you know my four o'clock coffee was something that I loved I loved it more than the morning coffee hell I wouldn't even have a morning coffee sometimes but I loved having a four o'clock one because I was going out staying out late and that is just not the not the vibe anymore and I do not need very much caffeine to stay in my apartment all day I'm not exerting very much energy going from my bedroom to my living room, maybe to the bodega and then back to my bedroom to sleep. It doesn't require a lot of caffeine and that was something that was also a learning process last week of coming to the realization, wait a second, I think I'm overdoing it on the caffeine because it's not really waking me up, it's just kind of stressing me out and not having a positive effect on me, so why don't I just not do that? And I didn't have very much energy because so much of my energy was going towards feeling overwhelmed and feeling confused and out of tune that I was like oh I'm exerting too much energy in this like let me just drink a little bit more caffeine it'll help Mm -mm, no it made it worse so highly recommend looking into calm magnesium or I also have some from gold it's g-o-l-d-e is the brand they are little packets sort of like crystallite that you pour in it's purple it's blueberry flavored quite nice quite nice obviously consult a doctor before taking any supplements this is not sponsored i am on their pr list but it's not sponsored oh that reminds me of a funny story i need to tell you about a pr package that i got last night that's so crazy anyway also been getting into cbd i take cbd under my tongue every night before bed that's been killer Ugh. so i'm feeling a lot better going through things 
I'm also getting dressed every day. I was still doing that last week, but for some reason it was just not doing good things for me. It just like, it didn't help. It wasn't enough. And I'm feeling good now. It's just a lot sometimes. Everything is a lot sometimes. And if you're like I am right now in a really good place and feeling good and feeling happy... Guys, last night, I was in the kitchen cleaning up my dinner, and I looked up at John, and I couldn't stop smiling, and he's like, what? I was like, I'm really happy right now. It's like, I feel really, really good. I was so sad and mad and angry and stressed last week, and I just feel so calm and at peace and okay this week. I feel happy, and it's a really beautiful thing. What else? Um... Don't let the world stress you out too much because I've been there. I think the more we learn as we go grow older, the easier it is for stress to weigh on us because we feel like we are responsible for the broken systems, you know? We are responsible for sweatshops. We are responsible for the factory farming when it's really not our fault. These systems have been in place and it should be up to them to fix the systems. I just know that we're getting so much news thrown at us more than ever before. Sometimes it's hard to not feel like it's up to you to make these changes. I remember when I learned about veganism for the first time, the idea of me ever breaking it felt like I was making, like I was going to go to hell or something. I was just making such a cruel decision if I decided to have a slice of pizza or have ice cream that was made with dairy or something when it's okay, a little bit is better than nothing. But the problem was when I went like full force, I could also say the same thing for when I first learned about zero waste. Trust me, I'm not zero waste. I'm just saying when I watched the TED talk, with, I forget her name, Trashes for Tossers, learning that it's possible to live a life with a very, very small carbon footprint, I suddenly felt sort of scummy whenever I had a fucking Ziploc bag and would throw things away like single-use plastic, which we should stray away from for sure, but I would eat myself up inside. I was giving myself these super harsh rules it made me want to break them so much more now i just sort of live freely and then it sort of encourages me to make a good decision because i know it's up to me whereas when i made even though i made those rules for myself i can't eat anything from an animal it would make me want to eat something from an animal more (laughs) i always want to do what i'm not allowed to even though i was the one making the rules so when i gave myself the freedom to have anything i wanted i didn't choose to go crazy for example two of my childhood friends Their mom and my mom would take us out to dinner a lot and they were only allowed one soda and it was a huge deal. Like they would pick out their soda and they would just drink it so slowly and they would want a second one and a third one. They would beg and beg their mom, whereas I was allowed to have as much soda as I wanted. So I rarely ever even ordered one. Like I didn't care about it because I was allowed to have it. It wasn't forbidden. If you feel like the weight of the world of these systems and beliefs that you have is falling on you and sometimes you get so stressed that you just want to give up entirely and say, fuck it, I don't care. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Be a little bit easier on yourself. I think it's really easy for a lot of us who are high achievers, super ambitious people to be set in such a slow-paced lifestyle at the moment where we feel like we ourselves are regressing and it's our personal problem when it's it's not. It's not our fault. I hope that it wasn't too many different topics threading into the same point. All I'm saying is like, I get it. It's stressful. Times are stressful and we deserve... A little bit of ease we don't need to be so hard on ourselves so this week i've been vibing and i decided i need a fresh start i'm finally starting to feel the new year 
not really, but more than I was in the last episode for sure. I was like, this is is 2022.0, which it is. I still believe that. But after coming back from the woods, I started feeling a little bit better and I decided to do an inventory check, which I would recommend everyone do everyone i'm all in favor of you clearing stuff out getting rid of stuff that doesn't serve you anymore dare i say things that don't spark joy but if you're not in the mood to get rid of anything just do an inventory check you should know what you have if you're going to live in a space with all of these things just know what they are because i for sure didn't know that i had two cinnamons i had two of the same exact cajun seasonings i had three lint rollers you should know what you have i had seven pairs of white sneakers (laughs) fully not okay fully not okay i was keeping these air force ones that didn't even have heels like you could just see empty space in the heel and i was just keeping them why i don't know i don't know and you know what last week in my stressful week i wanted to do a little spring cleaning in the winter (laughs) i don't know cleaning just didn't seem like a sufficient way of saying that anyway wanted to do a little bit of cleaning out going through my belongings but i couldn't In my little spiral, I was feeling so attached to everything. I couldn't get rid of anything. I couldn't part with anything. I don't know why. Someone could look into this, but it's over now. This week, organized things, got rid of everything that I don't need, gave a bunch of stuff away, feeling good. Can't wait to continue this process. It's already making me feel lighter. And then I also have a list that I want to read you. I made a little bit of a grounding list. What is making you feel grounded right now? So I said fresh air, FaceTimes, tea like lots of cups of tea throughout the day also chai lattes in the morning sort of another alternative to not having so much caffeine clean spaces self-tan hip stretches and a morning poop (laughs) one day i was like so pissed off and i couldn't figure out why and then i just pooped and then everything was better you know they say a lot a, a lot of your serotonin comes from the gut maybe they're right so those are my my eight i could definitely go on with that i also made myself a wake-up list sort of like a gratitude list i just had it on my phone was feeling a little off and uh just needed to come up with a little brief list of things that i wanted to wake up which i can read that as well i'm kind of curious what it was wow i've been talking for 20 minutes who knew not me (laughs) never mind these are not this is simply a to-do list but watching the cat That was for sure a reason to wake up. I was like, I get to play with a kitty. Tony's the best. 10 out of 10. Would love to watch him again. Anyone in the Brooklyn area, if you have a great cat and you're going out of town, I would love to watch your cat. John and I would love to watch your cat. They will have a great time in our apartment. We have a great space. Having a cat makes you aware of how many different levels exist in your space, how many different random nooks and crannies. There are so many places that he finds to hang out in, and I have never even acknowledged that corner. And I have a very small apartment. It's not something that you can just overlook spaces. What else did I want to talk to you guys about before we get into the questions? More or less, just looking for where the smart and healthy people are, because I feel like my smart friends are struggling and uh they don't deserve that like where where are these these brilliant because i know you guys are brilliant i know that some of you are probably geniuses so you have more answers than even i do than even i do who who do i think i am other than the host of this goddamn podcast back to the cleaning out thing there was a huge box delivered to my apartment 
I'm like, oh man, this is gigantic. This is a huge box. And I'm always so lucky to get PR packages and I love trying out things. Like for example, I got to try these de-stress drinks. So I open up this <laughs> package. I wanna be as discreet as possible because I really don't wanna call it the particular brand. They're a great brand. The package they sent though, I got a box of junk. Literally, it felt like I was given all of the things that were left over from a PR party that they didn't want. So they just sent it in a box to influencers. I got six giant bumper stickers, three with a hashtag and three with the name of the company. They were huge. They were gigantic. Picture like the length of your laptop and then add like another half. I'm going to say 24 inches wide. Huge bumper stickers. Then I got this really thin, cheaply made hoodie. Once again with the hashtag on it. And then the real kicker was that I got this canvas art canvas that you would hang on your wall there's something to hang it on the wall with a poem incorporating an ad for their product in it and it's off center it's a, a square with a circle in the middle and the text poem goes in the circle and it's not centered it looks like it looks like these were the samples it's just ridiculous i was like who who did this who did this and then there were the products that they were actually sending like the the products that their company makes however please there's no need for that as someone who's lucky enough to get packages all the time from different brands small businesses large businesses the ones that mean the most to me they don't have all the fluff and the extra stuff for example buzz and beats one of my followers has a little company that she makes keychains that you put on your phone like to put around your wrist like almost to turn your phone into a wristlet and she wrote me a handwritten card and then gave me the wristlet keychain that I chose and then made one that said Big Lex Dog on it. That's what I remember. That's what I think about. I mean, even a company that like I absolutely love, like the one that sent me this package, if they just sent one tiny box with the product in it and a little card that was like, hey Lex, hope you love it, that would mean so much more to me than this weird piece of... <laughs> it's not art. It's an ad. And it's put like... Fuck, that's so strange. That's so strange. Anyway, I had to share that because it just was such an ironic gift after going through all of this junk and getting rid of junk to just receive a box of junk. So funny to me. And then Josh came over and John, Josh, and I played a beautiful game that Morgan got us. Okay, catch up everyone. John is my roommate. Josh is his boyfriend. Morgan is my cousin. We played a game that she got us called Wit's End. If you've ever played Wit's End... Do you hate it? <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Wit's End? I had never heard of Wit's End. On the back, it has other games that the manufacturer makes. Never heard of those either. Anyway, it's a trivia game. You roll and you can land on one of four options. And each card has one of those four options. The questions that you get asked are insane. Okay, let me pick up a card because I have them with me because I was like, I know y'all are smart. But this, what kind of questions are these? Let me find something. Add up the number of professional sports teams in Pennsylvania with the number of islands in Hawaii with a population over 100,000. And you're supposed to just be like 15, <laughs> you know? What the hell? One of my questions, it was like, choose the odd one out. Which of these scientists' largest and most famous invention was not created before 1852 or list these events in chronological order oh i could probably do that one occupy wall street the u.s and cuba 
restore let's see if we can do this okay list these events in chronological order occupy wall street protests began i want to say that was 2008 u.s and cuba restore full diplomatic relations that was recent right like that was either obama's second term or maybe even trump's i want to say obama's second term so we'll say 2015 and then edward snowden leaks nsa files was that 2016 Uh, i was wrong occupy wall street was 2011 that checks out i was a freshman in high school Edward Snowden leaks NSA files. That was 2013. Wow, I'm way off. And then US and Cuba restore full diplomatic relations in 2015. Okay, well, oops, silly me. That was one of the easier ones because those are in the past 10 years. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. You've already got, I've already gotten myself started. Who are we kidding? I'm going through all these cards. I need to find the scientist one that I was asked. Because I didn't even recognize any of their names. I was like, where's like the Thomas Edison and the Benjamin Franklin in this list? Come on. Who are these people? Who's the guy who discovered DNA? Which he really didn't. He just took credit for it. It was that girl. See, and that's all I know. Nothing. Anyway, so if you're ever feeling smart and you want to be humbled, go out and buy yourself a little game of wit's end. I think we'd been playing for almost two hours and no one had won yet. We were just like, come on, Josh, like, just get, just get this one right. And he didn't get it right. So I just like, went to the second question and the third and the fourth and was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I'll give you a hint. You know, at that point, we're just like, someone needs to win so we can stop this game. Morgan also got me bananagrams. I'm more of like a taboo and categories kind of girl, personally. Like, I'm really fast on my feet with like coming up with ideas. I'm not really great with facts of the past. That is not my strong suit. Bananagrams, though. I was in Target because I wanted to get Taboo. And it's just like a running joke in my family that like you can't get Lexi a lot of things because she lives in New York, so there's not really space for her to have things. So Morgan sees Bananagrams and she's like, you should get this. And I was like, I don't know what that is. She's like, it's Bananagrams. It's a fun game. I was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know it. I don't want it. And she's like, well, it's small. It'll fit in your apartment. And I was like, sure, that's fine. I just don't want it. She's like, I think you'd really like it. I said, Morgan, I'm just looking for a different game. It's fine. I just, I don't want to buy Bananagrams. So what does this bitch send me for Christmas? Take a shot every time I said the word Bananagrams. Okay, let's get into the questions. Okay, everyone. Let's go to my Instagram. I'll go. You don't have to because there's no way you could. My Instagram is the same username as the name of this podcast, at Lexi. And this morning, I asked for questions. I'm going to scroll. Let's start from the bottom. Wow, you guys are the best. Like, really, thank you. Carabas asked, advice for someone who desperately craves new friends at the moment, but lockdown. I hate to say it, and I hope it don't sound ridiculous, but the internet. Hi, the only new friends I've made in 2020 were on Instagram. And I've made some really fun Instagram friendships. And I DM them like pretty regularly, like every few days, like we have a little mini conversation and it is feeding that like newness of friendship and being able to connect with people that maybe your current friends and you aren't able to connect on. I would love more physical life friends, but trust me, this time will pass and we need to use this time. This is our only opportunity probably in our lifetime that's ever going to be like this. So if you ever want to write a book, now's the time to write your book. You know what I'm saying? Like, Think of things in your life that you desire besides friendship. Marta asked, is being single harder because you've had long-term relationships previously? It was at first, 
one of the hardest things to get used to is not having consistent sex. I think about that all the time. Not having that in your life when that's just part of the routine is strange. But then you buy a vibrator and all as well and it's fine. Whatever, you move on. Still, that's a little different. The friend aspect of the relationship, slowly but surely, you cultivate that strength of relationship with your best friends and I don't feel like I'm missing friendship in my life romance I'm missing but is being single harder no because I think when long-term relationships end a lot of times you're sort of preparing for the end before the end actually occurs and you start thinking about things that you're looking forward to in terms of being single I think I talked about this in an episode already but I was looking forward to the fact that I could do whatever I wanted at any time. That is one of my favorite things about being a single person. I do what I want whenever I want. I eat where I want. I don't eat where I don't want. I go on, well, not really right now, but like I go on vacations that I want to. I don't go on vacations that I don't want to. I make no compromises because I am not a duo. I am a single. I'm not a partner. However, when the right person comes along, I was recently like learning about the things that make people compatible and it was like your recreational activities, your core beliefs, your sexual chemistry and your, what was the fourth one? I don't remember the fourth one, but recreational, I feel like is really hard for me for some reason because I actually love to get out there and do a bunch of stuff and I've never really met a man that's waking up in the morning like going on hikes and then going to the gym and then cooks and I I couldn't even think of my dream person literally have no idea let me think this will be fun for a second tall in shape you know good hair good teeth but in terms of character they got to be able to hold their own like they can't be spineless have some strong opinions, but they can't be too strong. I want them to be open-minded and willing to change. I don't I don't need no stubbornness in my life. Um, great communication skills, active, extroverted. Yeah, those are the first things that are coming to my mind. Who knows? Dating sucks right now. Got to take a break, you know? I don't know how to pronounce your username. I'm so sorry, but Leon... Irichenza? <laughs> Good luck. Do you take comfort in the absurd or in the normal? Oh, the absurd. In the absurd. Until, until you feel like you are too off your rocker. And I will never forget this. I was feeling so spirally one time that I was living in LA. This was back like 2015, 2016. I felt so disconnected. And my friend Drew and I, well, I guess he was my roommate at the time, but we went over to his friend's house, her apartment downtown. She was playing some, she was playing The Intern with Anne Hathaway. That movie was playing. She was baking chocolate chip cookies. She had live, laugh, love signs. She had like Neutrogena products in her bathroom. She had like cleaning products. Everything was like really clean. She had soft carpet that was super clean, a rug, just basic warm tone, beigey cream furniture, with just like your basic Target coffee table and your basic Target entertainment system. And I remember being like, wow, I feel so safe here. I feel so, so safe here. This place is so normal. There is nothing weird here. And 
I remember leaving feeling so thankful that I got to go to that place, to that girl's apartment and hang out for a little bit because I felt so sane. But normally speaking, if I were to answer this question, the absurd for sure. Calm Vibes asks, how did you and Claudia Saluski meet? We were in the same like little friend group of YouTubers when I was in high school. We had a little Facebook group called YT Girlies. When her and Aspen decided to move Aspen Ovard to Los Angeles, we all had the same manager at the time. And my manager sort of like gave me a tip. She's like, yo, Aspen does not like LA. She doesn't and she wants to move home. I know you're looking for a roommate. I know you're looking to move to LA. And I think it was visiting LA at the time. And Claudia and I, I remember we were in an LF dressing room. Does LF even still exist? I said to Claudia, I was like, if you're looking for a roommate, Claudia's like, I'm looking for a roommate. And we're like, should we, should we, should we live together? And then it was so relieving for both of us because I wanted to move to LA, but I didn't want to move in alone. I didn't want to live alone. And Claudia was like, I need a roommate. If my roommate leaves, like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to find someone that I like? And it worked out perfectly. We lived perfectly together like 10 out of 10 worked so well like couldn't have been a better match and then we really vibed with our friends that also lived in our building jack and drew and then the four of us got a house together after our leases were up and then we stayed there for one lease renewed it got it for a second one um slowly but surely some of us started to depart aka me (laughs) left for new york olivia took my room shout out olivia o'brien thank you so much then i took off to new york um that is not your question you literally asked how did you and claudia saluski meet we met from doing youtube in high school yikes (laughs) i'm such a little rambler would you ever do an episode with claudia same question i mean same person this was asked by the same person and man yes yes i 100 would however i'm not ready to have guests on when I am ready to have guests, 1,000% would I absolutely do an episode with Claudia. Keeping up with Stir asked, what are your spiritual beliefs? Love the podcast, X. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. I love the podcast too. My spiritual beliefs are um, still being figured out. A lot of it's based off of personal experience. I definitely align with multiple things from multiple religions. What is that quote from Life of Pi? Something, if you guys have read that, something like Christians are just hat wearing Muslims and Muslims are just bearded Hindus, something like that. Just essentially saying that like we're all the goddamn same, no pun intended. But even when we get into some spirituality, I just don't think it's important to describe the details because I think that's what are so special to the individual is figuring out your own personal relationship with what's bigger than you because of course science huge huge believer in science don't get it twisted but then there are just some things that occur and i'm like "Mm, that felt personal that felt meaningful there's just a lot that i have left to explore so that's not an easy question to answer i don't think that it should be an easy question to answer but i'm also so young you know i hope to have more answers or at least maybe a stronger relationship to whatever I believe in once I'm older, or before I die. (laughs) Why did that sound so weird? Before I die. (laughs) Not me just laughing alone in my room, it's fine. Maybe I hope that some of you laugh when I laugh because that's cute. Because then we're laughing together, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's so cute to think about. That is so, so cute. Okay, love that, love to think about that. Bad bitch Zaza (laughs) asked, what's your Starbucks order? Um, if it's a cold drink, I'll probably get one of their flavored cold brews because low-key they slap. 
I'm a basic bitch, don't you get it twisted. And then if it's a hot drink, I'll get a soy latte. Brianna asks, how do I stop doubting myself? All right, Brianna, listen up. First, you gotta find the things that you're doubting yourself on. Make a list if that's easier. If you're a visual learner, put all the things that you feel like you can't do and then look at that list and find the easiest or potentially most achievable one. For example, I don't think I can run a mile without stopping or without walking. And then try to see if you can get granular with it. You know, I don't think I can run two minutes without stopping. I don't think I can run one minute without stopping. And then prove yourself that you can. And then you're going to feel a little accomplished. You're going to feel a little motivated. And you're going to want to try it again because you're going to be feeling good. I don't think I can keep my room clean. Keep it clean for two days. Keep it clean for a third day. Try to go three days with putting everything away. You know, finding is like very mundane doubts that you're having for yourself or just like beliefs that you have for yourself or incapabilities that you believe and then once you can do the small ones you're gonna feel like you can do the big ones okay this one is from michael he said how are you coping with tyra leaving <laughs> let me rephrase how are you coping with one of your best friends leaving new york and deciding to move to los angeles indefinitely um it sucks it's definitely no fun having one of your few people that you see on a regular basis taken. <laughs> she was not taken. She decided to go. It's also really hard to see someone who you used to, you know, sit in misery. Misery loves company and complain about the winter and see her in 80 degree weather. <laughs> but you know what? She seems like she's having a really great time. She seems like she's really thriving working from home in the sun as opposed to working from home in the cold and cloudy weather. But I'm happy for Tyra. Just a little sad for myself. Whatever. I'm just like being a martyr. Mancro Connell asks, what's your opinion about influencers taking vacations during a pandemic? I don't have very high expectations for influencers. There's a few influencers that like over the past couple weeks have been caught for taking their vacations and it's like did you expect any different i'm not following this person because i think they're a great role model necessarily like sometimes i'm following someone just for something very specific like their hair routine or like they have good dance skills or they have a cute dog or i'm following them ironically so what are my thoughts i don't have too much of a thought on them like they're just kind of selfish that's my opinion the selfish choice it's also amazing how you could take a vacation during a pandemic and not post about it crazy thought you know you could do a private vacation and keep keep all of the sharing between your intimate close friends and family whoa hot take i think the craziest part of it is that they're kind of publicly okay with it some influencers can't not post like they have to show where they are even if they shouldn't be there that's what i can't believe i'm like dude you could probably have gotten away with this if you just didn't post on your story or your feed like you could you could have probably had this vacation gotten a little break gotten a little sun no one would have known if you just didn't tell anyone so in that case you either have pure apathy which at that level is almost admirable or you're an idiot Stella asks, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh girl, I am a huge fan of ice cream. I don't discriminate. If I'm at the grocery store, I'll get a Ben and Jerry's. My go-to's are normally half-baked 
or one of the vegan flavors. The peanut butter and cookies is pretty good. If I'm out, I love a nice vanilla soft serve with rainbow sprinkles. And if I'm out in an ice cream shop and it's not soft serve, I will go for a mint chocolate chip. Marsha asked, I make very good money with my job, but I hate it. How do I escape this? You're not alone. I think a lot of people hate their jobs right now and they feel very stuck because of the pandemic. All right, girl, you got a couple options. So first thing is if you really feel like this is the best money that you're going to make and you want to continue making this money and you're not really ready to leave this job, but you need something to feed your soul, see if you have enough free time during your week or on the weekends that you can do these soul feeding activities, whatever that may be. If it's just like quality time with family, like little mini road trips, um, hikes, movies, you know, whatever, like those are kind of general examples, but dig deep within you or you can low-key start just asking around, seeing what your friends have available, talk to. If you have a mentor figure at your work, if your boss is someone that you're cool with, you can potentially say, like, I don't know if this is a good fit for me. I'm finding myself very stressed out. Um, you know, find, like, an older mentor-type figure to talk to and see if they can give you other options. Ask around to your friends, put out feelers, and slowly but surely find an exit and your plan before you actually leave your job. Marine Divine asks, how to not let my fears control me? I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'll say it again. The opposite of fear is love. And you have to look fear in the face with love. And you have to say like, I love myself, so I'm going to do this because I owe it to myself to do things that I love. I fear going to med school. But I've always dreamed of being a doctor and I love myself, so I have to try. I have to try. And I think something that I always keep in the back of my mind is that if I take a risk and I lose, I'm usually back where I started. For example, like we'll say it in something simple like dating. If I shoot my shot and the guy doesn't respond, like great, I'm still single. Like nothing happened, you know? Same thing, if I enter a contest and I don't win, okay? Same thing as me not trying. Favorite sneakers of all time. I'll say it, I'll say it, don't say it, don't say it. Air Force Ones. That was asked by Katie Cullen, can fix it. Sarah G, ZME. I don't know. In this pandemic, I feel like I want to live in my head, not reality. Does this happen to you? Yeah, obviously. I want to live in absurdity. I want to eat nothing but strawberries for a month. I want to walk around in silk dresses barefoot in new york city yeah obviously um last week was really having a hard time being in my own head but most of the time oh it is my escape i was driving around with my cousin over the weekend and morgan's like and i said what and she said oh sorry were you in your own world it's just a known thing if we're not talking i'm in my own world and that's a huge way of me coping with the stress that is life Matilda Lauren asked, how did you learn to take so much out of the situations that you get into? I naturally am a reflective person, but being in therapy for two years for sure has impacted that and the way that I will look back on my behavior of the past couple days and be able to decide, oh, I'm doing really well because of this. And so I should take these things and bring them in with me to the future or vice versa. I was not doing well last week. Let's examine why I wasn't, what wasn't working for me, and figure out what to leave behind and what to move forward with. 
Ruby Lils or Ruby Lilies asked, I'm usually super social, but I've recently turned into a hermit. Am I okay? Yes, me too. We all have. Socialization is a practice. It's a skill. Until we're vaccinated, we're all probably going to be hermits and live it, you know? If that's your truth right now, live your truth. Brenna Habel asked, are you ever planning on getting a pet? When? I don't know, but I love pets. My grandma, Lola, her dog Bentley, I'm sure some of you have seen Bentley in the vlogs or on my Instagram. Bentley and I, I don't know how to explain it, we get along like BFFs. That girl gets me. She likes to hang out in the car. We can take long drives together. She loves the camera. She loves to cuddle. She loves to run, but she also loves to chill. Like she's perfect. We have such similar habits and like to spend our days very similar ways. So I would love um, to have Bentley. <laughs> God forbid anything horrible happened to Lola. I'm just saying if Lola would like let Bentley stay with me for the summer or something, I would love that. Sophie Kriegertz asked, if you had to choose one president to marry, who would it be? Barack, are we kidding? He's so sexy and he's amazing. Why was my second choice Eisenhower? I don't know why. <laughs> why don't we finish on that question? That's funny. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much if you made it to the end. If you want to leave me a rating, great. If you want to chat with me. I'm always here. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. And I will see you guys in my next episode very soon. XOXO, Lexi. Mm -hmm.